1: Each week, Traffic Masters explores the lifeblood of your business, generating traffic, turning visitors into leads, and conversion strategies. Mastering traffic and conversion allows you to grow a business you love and live the life of your dreams. Welcome to the show.
2: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Traffic Masters this week. This is Jack Humphrey calling in from Richmond, Indiana on behalf of Directions University And Gina is out today, so I am running the show, and that is dangerous. That's not necessarily the best idea in the world, but Gina just could not swing getting here. She's out on the road right now, so we'll do the best we can. We have today Ken MacArthur. Ken, are you on? Okay, let's see one second. Aha, I think we have Ken. Hold on one sec. Hi, Ken, are you here? And no, we don't have Ken. Interesting. All right, well, I'm going to do a little introduction, and if Ken gets here in time, uh, he says he's holding. Okay, hold on one second. See, I don't know how to run this daggone thing, so I'm. Uh, <laughs> There you are. <laughs> I, I knew if I made a joke, I'd get you laughing, and I could hear you. Hi, Ken. Hey, how are you? Can you hear me now? <laughs> I can hear you. Oh, oh thank, thank God. You. I didn't actually do anything to make that happen. It was just uh, the universe heard the panic in my voice and just fixed the situation. <laughs> so, Well, it's fantastic right. to be well, here.
1: I, I'm glad to talk to you.
2: Absolutely, I'm glad you had the time to show up today. You are an incredibly busy man these days. Let me do a little introduction for you and uh Great. let everybody know who you are and from my perspective, and then we can get into business. How's that sound? Fantastic. So, as a lot of you probably already know, Ken Macarthur is uh a kind of a big deal, as Ron Burgundy would say on the internet. He would never say that, but we all say it about him, and it's true. Uh, He's a best-selling author of Impact, How to Get Noticed, Motivate Millions, and Make a Difference in a Noisy World, and has enabled thousands of people to achieve amazing impact by championing the philosophy that partnerships and collaboration build value for everyone. Selected by Fast Company as one of the 20 most influential people online, Ken's powerful call to action, the Impact Manifesto, You Make a Difference Whether You Want to or Not, was selected for publication by Seth Godin's brainchild, Change This, which places his manifesto in the company of manifestos written by Seth Godin, Hugh McLeod, Guy Kawasaki, Chris Anderson, Jay Conrad Levinson, Tom Peters, Malcolm Gladwell, and Robert Scoble, and Jack Humphrey. I wrote a manifesto, too. So <laughs> so uh, that is what we have here in the little uh, station area. There's so much more to say about you, Ken. Uh, you've been doing this for so long, and it's not to say that you're old, but uh, you've been around a while, and uh, you've been doing great things for so many years for many, 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 many tens of thousands of people, and uh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. You know,
1: it's great to be back with you. We uh, we met on my first ever, ever speaking gig
2: <laughs>
1: at Willie Crawford. Really? Event. Yeah, that's right. That's that the was the first time I didn't ever. know that. That person, yeah, exactly right. Wow. Uh, down to talk about a website that I was doing at the time called Affiliate Showcase. And and um, I got to speak at that event, and I guess I got the bug, because I did uh, events for a decade after that, and I'm still doing them. So.
2: <laughs> wow, I had no idea. So I can't really make fun about your age, then, can I? Because we started at the same time. You've been around a long got time. To... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right, well, I, I know that. I mean, you can you can start wherever you'd like. Uh, you you've earned that right. Uh, you know, those of us silverback gorillas we're allowed to do what we want these days. And uh, <laughs> but I would like to talk about. And I know that you are really really into a project right now that you're you're wanting to let the world know about, and it is very worthy of the world knowing about. Um, so, and that's the Impact Project. Would you like to start there, or do you sure, think that, absolutely, uh, that's a great place else? to start. Oh right. yeah. Well, let's let's tell the world about what this is all about.
1: Well, I'm excited about it. We're doing a feature length film, uh a powerful documentary, a whole series of case studies, and it's all about impact and how we all make a difference whether we want to or not. You know, so many times people think that they really don't matter, that uh that they don't make any difference, that it's a noisy world out there, there's millions of people in it and uh they're just screaming into the air and don't have any impact at all. But the truth is so much uh, farther away from that than you can possibly imagine. The truth is that just by existing, we impact thousands of people in our day-to-day lives. And and if we actually realized the impact that we had, we'd probably live our lives a lot uh, differently. And so I've been lucky along the way to to be able to uh, work with some of the most amazing people in the world with giving hearts and and big brains. And there are a lot of things that we can do to leverage that impact. So really what I'm trying to do is get out the word that um, you can make a difference. And that if you want to, if you're going to make a difference anyway, you might as well have a good difference. And if you're going to have a difference that you're going to make, why not make it a big one? And there's, tons and tons of ways i know that you're teaching a lot of ways that you can expand your audience on this uh... radio show and and have done that for years and years over the course of your career and i'm excited about people who are spreading good news and letting people know they can do good things and impact millions of people
2: So let's get a little bit more into the movie itself. What's the movie really about? I know art, technology, science, things like that. I know the cursory stuff um, from being involved in the social media team uh, as much as I have. Now the real ringleader there in my world is is Gina, and and I see messages going by. I see so much activity. My goodness. (laughs) I I belong to some groups on Facebook and uh, (laughs) some, you know, groups, but – I have not seen this level of interest and action and activity in a Facebook group that I've been involved in uh, ever, not ever, it's not enough. once. And I've been on, you know, Internet marketing super friends and other people, but this thing is crazy. You've got a lot of supporters. <laughs> yeah,
1: there are a lot of uh, people. You know, that, that comes from just hanging around uh, good people for a long, long time. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been really lucky along the way that, uh Amazing people have been in my life, and uh, you know we talk about people like Gina who i've known for uh, you know probably close to as long as i've known you and and um and so many other people in in that group uh some of the top influencers in the in the world are in that group, and we're just adding more every day and it's um uh, it's all in support of um of that that mission that we have really, to to teach more people that they can have an impact. And so the movie is uh, coming in stages, basically. So the first step that we're doing, we just finished uh, our first location shoot for uh, the first uh, part of this project, was, which is the Impact Manifesto short film. And that's based on a, a manifesto that I built, or that I wrote for Seth Godin's um, <clears throat> a little project called Change This. He does these uh, kind of crazy Uh, summer projects where he brings in some young people and builds things like Skidoo in the summer or something like that. (laughs) And one summer he actually put together a project called Change This, and and you were in that, uh, selected for publication by that. That's that's fantastic. It's a great group of people that are out there, you know, talking about uh, good things for good people. And so what we're doing is we're actually filming uh a little bit uh or at least a variation of the story that I told there which is how um how seemingly unimportant events in your life actually uh impact thousands and thousands of other people and then that kind of call to action so if we're impacting thousands of people then uh it's going to be amazing so we had our first location shoot uh just last Sunday I put together a rough cut of the day's activity just to show the the members of the social media team, you know, what you get for <laughs> for putting in a full uh, location with a with a great crew and a, a team of I think we had about 16 people on site there, and uh, you get about a minute and 19 seconds. <laughs>
2: so, wow. So.
1: Um, it's fun. It's exciting to be part of the the social media team because you get to see those you know behind the scenes moments and and be able to uh, experience some of the magic before everybody else does. So that's yeah. uh, that's kind of the kickoff for for the full uh, feature length documentary. And the reason we're doing the kickoff is twofold. We're really building audience, which I know you're you're all about in in uh, mastering traffic. Um, you know, how do you get people to listen to your messages and buy your products and uh and services and and learn about your ideas? uh you have to get those people um, to to follow you to listen to you to remember what you have to say and to spread it to other people and that's what we're we're teaching people how to do so we're building audience with the Uh, with the uh, Impact Manifesto short film. Plus, we're benefiting over 100 nonprofit organizations, which is really, really exciting. We're building awareness and funding for them by letting them use the short film, uh, because the natural call to action in that is that if you do make a difference, then uh, why not help out some of the people that are doing amazing things every single day? And we'll all be doing public service announcements for those organizations so that they can use that in their campaign. If you've ever seen uh, something like the You've Got Milk campaign or some of those campaigns that, you know, go viral across the the world, uh, we really want to yeah. uh, be able to uh, create a stir about this and, and teach people about the impact factor and build that audience before the feature-length film comes out, which is a whole nother chapter (laughs) into all of this stuff. I can tell you as much as you want, but I could probably go on for hours and never let you get a a word in uh, edgewise, Jack.
2: (laughs) Well, I I take that challenge. I will still try to break in if I possibly can, (laughs) but you do have a lot to say. One of the things, though, that is amazing to me, I mean, I'm just picking out of a giant hat of possible things to talk about, but I think this one is, to me, it's really important, and maybe some other people think so, too, and I want to know from your perspective now it's going to be a little different cuz you're right in the thick of it. You're inside of it. So you'd be able to yeah. tell us from the inside out what the heck is going on with uh internet marketing marketers, uh business owners who, you know, we all started um a little while ago. Yeah. <laughs> Quite a while ago. All the way back to Willie's thing and and uh, I started getting interested in everything and and getting on the warrior forum in 1998 and yeah. uh you know, we were just money makers. We were just really interested in working for ourselves, calling our own yep. shots. We couldn't work for bosses anymore. We were just sick of it. I'm saying we. I'm talking about me. But I think it's it's true for a lot of people. And it was really just, you know, all of your conferences and things like that. Um, in the beginning, I think a lot of people just looked at those as as how generally most people do. It's I'm going to go here. I'm going to learn how to get joint ventures and be a great affiliate marketer and, and make yep. money and build a business that's successful so I can do what I want, when I want, live where I want, all that kind of stuff. And it was all very me, me, me. It seemed yeah. to me, this is my perspective. What the heck has happened in the last, I don't know, four, or five, maybe six years where people like you are doing documentaries and talking about helping other people and that business needs to be tied to that so that you can have a well-rounded situation so you're not just... Out there for yourself, for your for your family, and all that kind of stuff, and just making money. But a lot, a lot of people are talking more and more about the impact that they make, that they want to yep. make in the world, and the passions Absolutely. that they have, and the nonprofits that they work with. What's been going on? How has that? <laughs> I think well, that's it's probably like, been more that's, gradual for you because it's
1: your nature, but it's weird. That's a great point. You know, it it has been a huge change, and I still remember the change at my JB Alert Live events. I can remember a particular moment in time because, as you said, you know, I started out um, with affiliate marketing. I, I started uh, Affiliate Showcase, which was one of the sites mm-hmm. that was in the top 3,000 sites in the Internet for uh, years, and it was all about helping people that were just beginning to earn a living online or wanted to have earn a living somehow to uh, expose them to the various affiliate programs and give them away, even if they didn't have a website, you know, to be able to do that kind of thing. And that was phase yeah. one, you know. That was the wild, wild west. We could go out and and we could do anything we wanted. There were no rules or regulations about this. You just, you know, went out and you... It was like the you know, the the big shoot 'em up I think, <laughs> going through the yeah, Wild exactly. Wild West it has been at, during the Oklahoma land rush or something like that, you know? And that was fun and exciting. and in some ways it was it was harder than than it is now, and some ways it was easier because, you know, we didn't have the tools. We didn't have affiliate programs when I first started. (laughs) You know, we didn't have uh, payment systems. It was really hard to get a a merchant account. Uh, We didn't have simple ways that you could use things like PayPal. PayPal didn't exist yet. We didn't have Facebook. We didn't have Twitter. You know, so all of those things were just beginning to come on the scene. And at my live events, you know, for a long time, uh, it was... Uh, almost 99% um, men, you know, maybe 150 people would come, and maybe one or two women would come out of that entire group. And I still remember the, the change though, and I think it has to do with maturity. I think that as we evolved as uh, as an industry, and as we evolved as a community, and as we got older, we discovered that there are other things to life too, and, and that it's not all about the money, and uh, we can have Lots and lots of money. You know, I've I've been very very lucky at, at many times in my life. You know, I was in the top two percent of earners in the world. You know, but but money mm-hmm. doesn't buy happiness, right? It doesn't. It doesn't mean that you've fulfilled everything in your life. Uh, balance and and giving and uh, support and having a purpose in life are the things that make life magical. You know, and I think when you yeah. when you discover the power of giving, that's That's a tremendous thing that can just enhance your lives in ways that you can't even
2: imagine. Absolutely. You know, I just was thinking uh, we could completely parallel, uh, you know, human evolution. Uh, We, in the beginning, were hunter-gatherers, and we had no time to do anything because we were trying to figure out how to get people to mail us checks. Yeah, stuff and exactly. how that system worked because we didn't have PayPal. And as the Internet grew and as we helped develop all of the, a lot of the technology that exists today, like squeeze pages, I mean, Tom Bell, yeah. <laughs> somebody <laughs> had to make up the idea of a of a page that you could collect an email and uh, an ad and a name and then be able to get somebody on a list called an autoresponder and have follow-up messages. And all of that stuff had to be developed. So we were spread so thin, I yeah. think we always cared. I think people always had outside oh, sure. interests. We just never had the time until we developed sort of like when we got into agriculture. We were able to slow down, and we were able to enjoy things and invent things and create things at our leisure more than when we were really in a survival situation in the beginning <laughs> yes, and making something out of nothing. And then as we were able to slow down, we were able to talk to each other. Hey, what else do you do? What else do you, you care know, about? I'm involved yeah, in this organization. I am doing this. and
1: Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. I was just talking uh to uh Dr. Uh, Gruber uh who was uh, on the phone with me uh and we're introducing some of the things into the impact factor movie that comes from um you know some of the things he's been talking about. One of those things is integrity, you know. Uh so many times people are out of it, uh integrity with what they actually believe is right, you know. And um mm-hmm. a lot of that comes from when we're not in integrity, we're not in full in- integrity with what we really believe is right. Uh, it's as a result of being in that survival mode that we started out with as babies, you know. When we were children, yeah. it was all about surviving long enough, you know, to grow up. So um, so we often find our, ourselves in a sur- survival mode where we just think that uh, all, we've got to do whatever it takes, you know. And if we can grow and mature and realize that as um, as giving adults uh, we can have so much more power in our lives and so much more security in our lives if we work with other people and if we actually are able to support each other in ways that make it so much better for everybody.
2: Yeah. Well, and generationally that's what we're doing for uh, our kids
1: and yeah. our
2: family's kids because that's what was done for us. There were a lot of things that were a lot better for us than it w- they were for our parents because they built oh, something yeah. to help us out, you know? I mean, uh, and that's kind of what we end up doing here. It's just really neat, though, that as technology furthers, we're able to, just like when we invented agriculture and we could stay in one place and then have leisure time and have thinking and creative time and help other people, Rather than just ourselves, although the hunter-gatherers were very communal and and helped each other, probably more some people could argue than we do later because we <laughs> depended on each other so much. Did you just kill a deer? I need some food. I'm dying. So they shared yeah. all the time. But well, uh, you're, so there's. Go
1: ahead. It, it's really it's really interesting that you, that you bring up the whole hunter-gatherer, you know, kind of a of a change. You know, we've been living in the industrial age, you know, for for a little while. Uh, but for centuries before that we were small co- communities where markets met each other, you know, face to face. You know, so uh mm-hmm. the the incredible uh, loop around is that now we're moving back to that connected kind of an environment where there are not nearly as many middlemen as there were when we were uh developing our businesses, you know, even ten years oh, ago. Yeah. Uh the 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 ability to go direct to your consumer and to develop that relationship with them is a, is a powerful turnaround that we had for thousands of years. But when the industrial age came in, we were mechanized and we were automatized into uh, ways that were not so personal and, and hurt a lot of people. But now uh, we get the we get the glory of both of those aspects. We get to bring art, science, and technology uh, together to spread the good thing. Now there's a couple of ways that it could go, and this is this is where the tricky part comes in because we can use all that art science and technology for good things or we can use them for bad things and it's the difference you know uh if you think about it uh it's the difference in small things that really really make the difference i mean the difference whether hitler becomes an artist or hitler becomes what he became is just a a simple word of encouragement at the right time you know and right. uh, and those are the things that are so powerful that people don't realize. I mean, I I did an event here in Philadelphia where we brought 150 people together, and we picked up a project just to see how well we could work together, because I have this funny idea that if you're going to write a book called uh, Impact, How to Get Notice, Motivate Millions, and Make a Difference in a Noisy World, you ought to actually go out there and impact millions <laughs> to prove you can do yeah. it. So, yeah. Um, so we brought together 150 people some uh, top level experts from all kinds of arenas, internet marketing online marketing, offline marketing, uh, video, radio television, uh, PR a whole, uh, whole slew of people came together and we adopted a simple cause of, um, of helping to prevent uh, teen suicide and we picked up the story because stories are so powerful of Jeremiah who as a young man had gone to the uh, south side of Chicago found himself uh, in an environment where it was a rough time, uh, living in a hard area. And um, he almost committed suicide, but some people got him through it. And then he went back as a young man to help those people. And so we kind of uh, latched onto his mission. And we decided to get a simple message of hope out to, to as many people as we could in 30 days. And we were able to actually go out and get it out to over 30 million people in 30 days. And those kinds of powerful messages wow. uh, really, really make a difference. But here's the here's the interesting thing, Jack. At that conference, we asked people, who's the person who has had the biggest impact in your life? And the second question was, what did they do to have that impact? And all kinds of people from all walks of life. Uh, you know, it could have been a teacher. It could have been a parent. It could have been a... Uh, a bum off the street that they never even saw again uh, that had the biggest impact in their life that came immediately to their mind when they're thinking, the person who had the biggest impact in my life was this person. They came from all all walks of life. But the thing that they did had a simple common thread, and it was just a simple word of encouragement at the right time. A teenage mother who... Uh, was sitting there facing, you know, a life that was not the life that she planned, and she just didn't know if she could get through with it. And then, you know, she was sitting there 20-something years later, and her daughter had just graduated from college, you know, because somebody said, you can get through this. And that's the kind of thing that we do every single day, and we don't think very much about it, and we don't think it's very important. But if you actually added up the impact that that has not only on that person but the other people that they uh, touch. You know, I say if we if we actually measured our impact, uh, you would be astonished at how many thousands of people you touched. We did that actually at JV Alert Live once uh, uh, because after doing that for a number of years, I was seeing the stories, you know. I was seeing the people and their lives had changed over and over and over again. and. I got to watch them develop and grow, and that's why I wrote the, the book Impact in the first place, is because I was observing this. But we sat there and we spread and we talked just person to person, and Gina was actually there. Um, and uh, at that event, and it was in Orlando, Florida, I called up Frank Sousa. Now, Frank had been changed uh, just from a simple conversation that we had on the couch at a live, my first live event that I did of my own. And yeah. three guys sat down on that couch. It was Frank Sousa, and it was uh, Sterling Valentine and, and myself. We just had that simple conversation that people have at conferences all over the world. Every single time there's an event, you know, what are you doing? How can I help you out? You know, what can we do together? Those kind of conversations. And from that conversations, millions and millions and millions of dollars have been made. Uh, There were people that were alive in the room that would have been dead if we hadn't had that conversation. And that that conversation, the secret of that conversation was nothing, you know. It wasn't like we talked rocket science. It was just the impact of all of the people that were in that room that had been brought to that room because we had that conversation. All of those people that had met. Uh, you know, babies were born.
2: <laughs>
1: people uh <laughs> people's lives were saved. It was amazing. And we just told story after story after story for ninety minutes. So those are the kinds of stories I wanna tell in the impact factor movie. I wanna tell the stories of, you know, unimaginable truth that really answers the questions, you know, how much impact do I really have and and what do I do about it? So we're gonna tell stories yeah. of of people that uh that have an impact. And uh it's an exciting thing
2: to be able to, to touch more lives. Yeah, god, you got you've put a million questions in my head now. But uh one is ma- mainly a statement. One of the things that's really hard to tell, uh, because you can't get it with insights or metrics or analytics or anything, you can't really get to this, is your impact online as a business person, as a somebody with a story. Uh yeah. hopefully everybody, you know, we've been talking about story, story leverage, um uh, yeah. a, a partner um, at, at DU, David Bullock, is getting ready to do a TED Talk on story leverage and how important story is nowadays. The world has changed, too. It wasn't just us internet marketers. The right. world has come to expect a heck of a lot more from us as providers of information, publishers, bloggers, uh, yeah. coaches, consultants, and everything else. And you know, the stuff that we used to do would just fall completely on deaf ears today. The way that we would communicate, the way that we would express our value in the world to people who we considered our market, um, we can no longer consider as just people in our market or demographics or numbers or statistics or anything like that. And then when we try to statistically compile our real impact, if anybody tries to do that, every tool that we have right now falls far short. It's really more anecdotal to this day, the way we used to sit around fires and tell each other stories of our history. We didn't have libraries. And we're <laughs> still in this massively technologically advanced world we live in. One of the most important things, your impact in the world and how it butterflies out and just keeps yeah. going out, little things that you've done, there's no real tracking system for that other than the anecdotal, hey, how are you doing? So we come together in conferences, I think, to tell those stories because. We're missing them. That is a big missing component in our world today. I I think that's true, but
1: I think there are things that we can measure, and and you know it's it's uh it's about talking. You know, when when people talk about religion or they talk about God, and and you're talking about things that can't be described, right? So uh... Mm-hmm. so if you if you're trying to describe the indescribable impact that people uh... have you know through the small things it's pretty hard to quantify that right uh... Yeah. because that exponential a- aspect is just huge i mean they, it's exactly that it's exponential it's a power law curve if we were to look at the science of it you know because of the fact that one person impacts another it takes off one small act you know just like the butterfly effect you know, changes the weather. You know, through the flap of a, of a bee's wings, or or, or whatever analogy yeah. you want to use, to show that tiny, tiny things have this huge, huge impact. But we can quantify the 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 results of the things that we did. I mean, that's one of the things that we that I really stressed in my first book. And what we did when we had that conference was the reason that we know that it. That that message reached 30 million people is because we actually counted it. You know, we actually went out right. and, well, you and we out and measured it I, because people don't because people don't do that. You know, they don't they don't take the time to measure that impact. And, I, and let me just say that even just a simple act. I, I mean, I was talking to Gina last night, and and she was talking about uh, you know keeping track of little kindnesses that she did for other people and uh and the impact that that has on her life and just writing that down in the form of a journal or something like that l- reminds you of something that you already know because you know deep in your heart that you have an impact on the people around you you see it in their faces if you if you say an unkind word to somebody and they they walk off deflated and and their their day has been ruined you realize that instinctively that you that you've hurt mm-hmm. somebody you know But if you actually measured it and and you said, wow, how many times have I done this? How many times have I said that same stupid phrase that hurts somebody every single time I use it? Or how many times have I uplifted somebody? Uh, And didn't think much about it because, you know, out of all those stories of the person that had the biggest impact in somebody's life, many, many of them had no idea that they had that impact. And actually, the thing that they did might have been just something that they didn't even think about. You know, they didn't even really care about very much. You know, they weren't thinking about it. They just gave somebody the moment that they needed to get their feet back on the ground and realize that we all matter, even if we don't want to. I say you make a difference whether you want to or not, because... You know, it would be really nice to say, I can go out there, I can kick the dog, because it won't make any difference. I can I can say mean things to people, because it doesn't make any difference. I can just sit here and live in my own uh, house and not see another human being, and it won't make any difference. But the truth is that when you do no- nothing, it can cause a tragedy. I mean, think of a mother that does absolutely nothing with her child. And what is, kind of an impact does it have on that child, but not just that child but every single person that that child comes into contact with i mean think about the stories of child abuse and how that spreads from generation to generation to generation and realize yeah. that even when you do nothing you have a tremendous impact
2: do you sense that there's a new culture we're 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 watching a new culture develop and it's not a culture that's based on uh, boundaries and borders and things like that, but it seems like business is being affected greatly by the needs and desires of people around the world to have more meaning in the things yeah. that they do. That it's not enough to just go out and buy a consumer item anymore. To people understand more, I think now, and increasingly so, I think there's a building movement that people are like I. I got that watch, or I got that car, or I got that raise, or I got this thing, and it didn't do for me what I thought it was going to do. And, of course, this has had to happen for generations. I yeah. think to arrive at the point we are today where there can be a Tom's Shoes, there can be a, you know businesses out there, big businesses, but this also is you know really leading from the ground up because the smaller businesses can pivot on a dime and go, you know what, it's okay for me to care. It's okay yeah. for me to show that I care. And it's not a gimmick just to get people to buy more stuff. I really am doing this. I'm going to incorporate this and wear it on my sleeve. This, this yeah. is who I am. I didn't think anybody wanted to know before. You know, in the Warrior days, Warrior Forum days, we were all really, con- you know, a lot of people were interested in just remaining anonymous and really lots, and lots of threads about how do I remain anonymous because I don't want anybody knowing anything about me. I just want to sell this product. And that yeah. was a real, we were fixated on that. I watched people come through there and, and people I never knew. And then once some of them I got to know and they came out of the closet, so to speak. And it was like, my God, why were you hiding? What were you <laughs> hiding from? Because you're yeah. an interesting person. You do great things. I'm so happy to know you. And we would end up doing really cool things together. But I feel like, and you can talk about this because you're really hyper-focused on this right now more than anybody else I know, Uh what do you think about that? What's the is this really a movement? Are we really watching a sea change in our culture, our global culture about how business is done and how people take care of each other and how we make impacts?
1: Well, I you know, I think I think in in many ways we are and in many ways, you know, it's the same old stuff. There's nothing new under the sun.
2: <laughs>
1: the uh, mm-hmm. the the way life goes if you live long enough and and I've lived a lot more years than you have. <laughs> but uh but the uh, but but the thing that you see is you see you see things cycle through. You know? Do you remember the the uh, the pixel ads that they had where they had a million pixels and you could buy a pixel on a web page?
2: Yeah, yeah, I love that. That was a I long,
1: long time ago. But some guy came up with the idea that they could he could sell off uh, a million pixels and make a million dollars if he sold them off for a dollar a piece. So you could buy ten pixels on this page if you wanted, <laughs> and that idea came through and it made him a million bucks. And then, uh, you know, five years later, that same idea came through because everybody had forgotten that ad, and somebody actually did it mm-hmm. again because <laughs> because it was new and fresh, you know. And I watched, uh, and I'm sure you watched too, uh, the Internet marketing phenomena uh, go from country to country, you know, because I still remember times in our history when Uh, when you could watch the the UK and you could see that it was like one year exactly behind. So if you could figure out what the U.S. was doing a year before, you could know what thing to come out with right now because it was kind of that cycle. But here's the thing that's undeniable. The thing that's undeniable is that we are more connected than we ever have been. I mean, I have friends all around the world that are really, really close friends, and we're actually able to get together in person from time to time and and to have a connection face-to-face that would not have been possible, you know, many years ago. So I have people who, you know, live in Iran. I have people who live in Singapore. I have people, you know, who live uh, in Russia all over the world, we have people that we're connected to and doing business with and having relationships, having friendships with and and having impact on that we didn't have before. And so that means that the truth can spread uh, around the world in such a a powerful way uh, on a personal level, because it's one thing to hear about millions of people starving and in uh, the Sudan or somewhere like that. It's another to know somebody who's going through that right now. And that mm-hmm. makes the world a lot more connected. It makes it a, li- a little bit harder for the truth to stay hidden and for people to uh, to be able to control people through through just telling lies and keeping secrets. Now, it's not a it's not a foolproof thing you know there are ways to manipulate masses of people and and all of the knowledge that we think we have is not the truth <laughs> you know yeah. it's possible for those urban legends to catch on and and powerful stories behind them and it's possible for people to use those very tools that can connect us and make things so great and make things so impactful to be used you know, in, in ways that, that will only make the the world more angry and bitter, you know. We see the same right. things. Take a look at how social media has changed, um, you know, the world in terms of people who are angry and, and building mobs. I mean, as we speak, uh, people are using social media within Baltimore, you know, to, to raise levels of anger and to, to have... Truths exposed, but also to spread things that are not true, right? Uh, because right. because we can do things uh, from a good side, or we can do things from a bad side, and that's why I think it's important for people like yourself who has that heart for caring, uh, that that really you know wants to make a difference in life and wants to make life better for everybody to make sure that that voice is maintained, to make sure that we use those powerful, powerful tools of art, science, and technology to benefit people that really could have such a better life if only we give them hope and if only we give them the, the ways to collaborate and work together. Because doing stuff together, we can have so much more impact than we can just by ourselves. And so that's why you see this synergy, I think, th- in the group.
2: Well the thing that's that's that is amazing to me is that people tend to want to talk about the bad news stuff, and then there's stuff in between like Nepal. It's a bad news situation, but you watch all these people from all over the world caring and coming together on social and uh and yep. raising money and doing all this stuff and organizing things Google's doing it Google had a an executive die in that earthquake, and they're yeah. they' always for all of the things they built these databases at their cost is no. Money in this for them, but they build these databases to help people, you know, and systems to help people get connected in places that are in, in trouble. And and I mean, there's just so much good. Your your impact movie could be a four-part, three-hour a piece series just if you were just going to focus on all the good stuff that people yeah. are using. You know, all the different examples. And it's really just a matter now, I think, of it's exposed the world and the variety of things people can talk about and it's all based on emotions and whether you care or not if you're going to treat your kid good or bad or you're going to make an impact in a good way or a bad way it's all out there for everybody to see and it's really incumbent upon I think one of my missions anyway is to remind people that there's a thousand times more positive stuff being done by more positive people who care about something that are making impacts that are great if you focus on that and I have I focus specifically on that. I make sure that all my social streams are clean. And and by that, I mean it's just coming from all the groups, all the organizations, the wilderness organizations and the social uh, organizations, all the different stuff, all the people that I associate with. I've cut people off that just are in that space that they've made a choice, really. Or whether they've made a choice or not, if it was an environmentally inflicted uh, outlook on life, I don't really even care to get into it. They're just not in my stream. When I when they show up, I get rid of them. And yeah. I've even uh, gotten ready for this next political season by making sure that I'm filtering out all the political stuff. That any of my friends who I like most of their stuff, they're going to get wrapped up in it. People do. We get wrapped up into these whirlwinds, these vortexes of interest and these memes. Yep. And some of those I'm not interested in either. And so I keep telling people, look, you can control what you see in this world, and to the degree that you do that. You can go and make an impact. You can be, instead of, like, opening up your email and seeing someone's negative ad campaign or seeing something really bad in the world and starting your day that way, sucking all the energy out of you. I mean, this is like when the plane is going down, they always say put the oxygen mask on your child first. yourself, (laughs) that's one way of looking at it. But I'm like, put the oxygen mask on yourself in this situation. If you're no good to the world because you've just had the wind taken out of your sails because you've got some of that negative stuff that you could control, whether you see it or not, if you get rid of it and you start your day well, then that impact that you were meant to have that day can happen to the full degree that it should have, that it was planned to. But if it doesn't, then you're not being of much service to humanity <laughs> if yeah, you're bummed exactly. out for the rest of the day because of something that you saw. But there's a and lot I, of good out there that people are doing. Yeah, absolutely. I call it the the Sunset
1: Boulevard kind of a thing. If you want to make it big in the film industry, you should put Billboards up on on Sunset Boulevard because every producer and every mu- movie executive will go down that that same street, you know and if if yeah. we put our signs out there where people are going to see things there's only so many things that we can comprehend you know absorb if, as i look oh, around gosh, this room yeah. that i'm sitting in right now how many advertisements are staring me right in the face right now but but if it's if it's all the good stuff if it's all the things that are powerful and uplifting and all of the things that are going on right now i mean it amazes me uh you know, people. <laughs> I, you know, Joel Kahn went out and branded me as the nicest guy in internet marketing, and I'm not sure that's a good thing because nice guys always fin- finish last. <laughs> the <laughs> the nice guy never gets the girl. <laughs> but, but uh, maybe I, w- I would have been better off if he branded me as the richest guy in internet marketing. But at any rate, <laughs>
2: um,
1: you know, uh, the 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 fact is that that um, that impact is is concentrated and we have we have limited uh, amounts of information that we can absorb and if we are constantly being fed with good things and if we leverage that and we control the media and we com- compress the time frame you know the 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 real secrets you know as you know to to launching and grabbing people's attention and getting notice and motivating people is you know, number one, crafting a, a story that they can actually remember because if uh if they're not going to remember your idea or your product or your service then they're not gonna spread it. And in order to make that thing memorable, you know, we have to we we have to have it simple. We have to have it repeatable. We have to ha- have it tied into all of the things that help us to remember things. Those are things like color and, and taste and touch, and because all of those areas are of our brain store information in different ways, you know, visual kinds of things. Why am I doing a movie? Because a movie is so powerful in all of those different ways, and telling a simple, powerful story of unimaginable truth that really answers the question, you know, how... How much impact do I have? And it shows it to you in front of your face, and it pulls up those emotions that can cause you to actually take action and do things. And if we can get those kind of powerful stories behind it, and if we can make it simple enough so that people can spread it, and if we can engage them in communities and motivate them to do that in a way that concentrates the message into a tight time frame and that actually allows people to uh, cut through the clutter and get the word out, you know, in a powerful, powerful way, we can impact the future of millions of people.
2: One of the things that we talk about a lot is uh, what David Bullock calls story leverage. And for businesses, I I see a lot of people getting caught up in this whirlwind of, um, like, BuzzFeed, like, uh, and blogs, you know, content, Marketing content machines you've always got to yeah. come up with something new every day, so that it seems to people, if you look at it on its surface, that we're telling different stories all the time, but we're really always only ever in the history of humankind telling the same stories over and over. We might have yeah. iPhones now instead of clubs and shields, but we are telling the same exact story all the time, and what I see a lot of businesses do is they give up on their story they they start something small business people especially, and they do this because they find themselves overwhelmed an awful lot because they're taking care of the whole business. They've got to do their marketing. They've got to do their fulfillment. They've got to create the products. And one of the things that they let go that I frequently help them understand that they should not, if they're going to let anything go, don't let go of your story. And yeah. start a whole new marketing campaign because the world hasn't heard it, I mean, nowhere near your market has even heard it for the first time. But when we were sitting around campfires and we didn't have phones, we didn't have TV and everything else, we told stories. That's how our history was passed from one generation to another. And we only had so many stories to tell. So, you know, on Tuesday night, before there was a Monday and a Tuesday or whatever, but on that night, they would tell the story about how Fag conquered the, you know, the lion or whatever. Tell that story again. That's great. That all was the, one, all that the was the one of among ten stories lives. they had to tell. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. And and what and we, it, I think what we forget as marketers is we we give up on our stories too soon before anybody yeah, really had a chance in in significant numbers to even hear them and then realizing that people want to hear a good story over and over. They don't want you to jump off to another idea or tell different stories all the time. There are a lot of marketers like you who have been telling a very very a consistent story throughout the time that you've been around and, and impacting people, and and yeah. you're where you are. And then there's people who jump around a lot and can't figure out why things aren't happening for them. Can you talk <laughs> to that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because because the clarity of the story is is really really important. And here here's the other interesting a fact a fact you know when you're talking about story. And I I love storytelling. I went. I went to a, I accidentally when I was going to college, uh, uh, fell into a uh, a storytelling event, and I was sitting there in the back of this concert hall, and this this huge woman came out on stage. Uh, She was quite large in a very very colorful dress, and she had about eight to 12-inch fingernails, I swear, <laughs> brightly painted, Wow! and she sat down on this stool and waved her hand in a way that just kind of magically captured your attention, and then she sat down and told a ghost story, and she went on for, I would say, a good 60 minutes worth of of this ghost story, and the next morning, it was riveting, it was just a riveting ghost story. And I went home, and my uh, young kids at the time uh, sat down the next day, and I told them this story almost word for word. Now, can you imagine hearing something once and being able to mm. repeat back the entire thing almost word for word? That's the power of story. And here's the other thing that that we forget so much. You know, you talked about the value of repeating the story. You know we believe what we hear repeated over and over again. if you think about it, if somebody tells you every single day of your life you're stupid, you're stupid, you're dumb, you're dumb, you're stupid, you're dumb, you're dumb you don't know a thing. uh how do you feel at the end of ten years of healing this uh, of hearing this? We tend to believe whatever we hear. if your parents are telling you know you can do this you can you can get through this, you can conquer this, you can do anything you want to do. Then it becomes what we believe, and by by being really careful and considerate about our stories and by making them simple and make them repeatable, you can impact thousands of people i mean that 's the story of consistency and and repetition and consciously. Fine-tuning that story, you know, we think that we've reached everybody and that everybody has heard our story and that it's uh, been repeated until people just want to throw up. <laughs> you know, some, sometimes mm-hmm. I say the same thing over and over and over again. But if you were to ask, if you were asked to describe me in one single word, what word would you use? You know, yeah, and and uh, and most people would probably say impact, Ken. And and if if uh, if they do that then that means i've done my job because i've repeated that over and over again because i've talked about that over and over again because i've said constantly that we all make a difference whether you want to or not and yeah uh, you said that that's 4.5 times you've said it in this interview alone <laughs> i i would imagine a few more than that so so just <laughs> by telling that point over and over again uh you know the last conference you, you you were there with me at NAMs and I heard from the stage not me speaking it I had those I heard those words repeated and and as Ken says you know we all make a difference whether we want to or not from speakers that were speaking from the platform mm-hmm. and why why did they say something like that well number 1 they couldn't say it if they didn't remember it right and they couldn't say if it wasn't simple, you know if it was a if it was right. a thirty page paragraph, and if it didn't have a story behind it, and if I didn't say it in a compelling way and if I didn't repeat it, then it would not have come up that many times in the conversation. so as we craft our stories as we build momentum as we develop and we collaborate to make something bigger than any of us could possibly imagine, then we need to remember story and simplicity and the power. That That working together has to move people into action and deliberate action that can be leveraged in a powerful powerful way, because if you 're going to make a difference, you might as well make it in a big way, and the way that we do that is we is we use leverage and there's so much yeah. uh, technology we can leverage there's so much uh there's so much psychological element that we can leverage there's you know, people are people. People react to things in, in fairly predictive ways. And that if, uh, if we tap into those things, those meaningful things that, uh, you know, cause our lives to be
2: powerful,
1: uh, then we can have a bigger impact and we can make the world a better
2: place. Well, I have a question from Jan, uh, who uh, helped get you on the show today, and she wants to know, and I think this is a great question, who, who would be the um, – is there a single person who impacted you to start the Impact Factor movie, to get started on this project? Since you brought that up earlier in the show, uh, is there somebody that you can point to in your life you know, that, that that led you to this event?
1: Yeah, you know, it, it's it's really the cumulative effect, I think, you know. Uh, as we were talking about, you know, you go through and you mature. And, and what I saw was I saw one life at a time changed, right? And mm-hmm. I, I really am a big believer in one step at a time and that that can have a huge, huge impact. So the first step, you know, I that I remember was I, I remember that conversation on the couch. You know, I can see the couch. Actually, it was mm. a love seat and, a, uh, and uh, a chair. So there was an armchair and a love seat. You guys were sitting on the, the one seat, and, uh, and I can still picture it and having that conversation. So you could, you know, you could say in many ways, you know, that experience with Frank Sousa, uh, you know, changed my life. You could go back to another person. Jack Canfield wrote, wrote a book called uh, Success Principles, and Success Principles is a is a um, you know a, a self development book, you know, and a motivational book, and, mm-hmm. and a way to make yourself better. And I didn't really read those things at that time. But Jack Canfield sent me an autographed copy and said, Ken, I'd like you to have a copy of my new book. It's called Success Principles. And I looked through the book and that book had an an interesting section in it that I had never done. It was basically on goal setting, you know, and, and do you have a mission in mm-hmm. life, you know? And I never ever thought about that. But I for whatever reason, since Jack was nice enough to send me a copy of his book, I figured I should read it and I hit that section, I said, I'm gonna just do this and at the time I still remember uh what I what I decided my goal was and my goal was to help as many people as i could make a decent living online at the time and i meant decent in every sense of the word you know decent that that uh you could be proud of what you did and you you know you you could mm-hmm. go to the people that you care and say i'm doing this and it makes a difference and and um you know i'm i'm proud of what i'm doing and I wanted decent in the way that, you know, you didn't have to worry that whether or not you were going to be able to support your loved ones or to take care of the people that were around you or to support good uh, actions that you wanted to help with. And then, I, you know, I I wanted to, to have people have that decent kind of a life, you know, not to get rich necessarily, but just to have a decent life. And that was my right. low expectation at the time, right? Well, over the years... I've developed that more and more and it's gone from just making a decent living, you know, to uh to being able to impact other people. And now I have a really really simple message which it sounds really audacious, but I think it is 100% doable. And the reason I think it's 100% doable is because it used to be, you know, 6 degrees of separation but I don't think it's six degrees anymore. I think it's more like two or three degrees of separation between any two human beings on the earth. And so now my goal is just impact everyone. And I figure we're connected enough that if, if I do this in as leveraged as possible way, that somebody can impact somebody else, can
2: impact somebody else, and we can actually impact the entire world. In fact. Well, of course... That doesn't sound too audacious to me, and certainly not Gina, uh, who says right on most of our material at the end is that our goal is to impact the lives of every single human being on the planet. When I heard that, I kind of thought when I first heard that I was like, okay, that's neat. (laughs) Uh, But you know, I had no idea how somebody could possibly do that. Since being becoming part of her vortex and her a uh, ginormous circle of influence i've come to realize that that is not really that aud- audacious at all in fact yeah. uh i've watched a lot of people's reactions to hearing that for the first time and i and i'm gauging whether or not it's audacious not just through what i think about it but what other people apparent do their eyes get really big or do they laugh or do they yeah. look like they have a, a, an air of disbelief and the answer is no. And I've watched hundreds, I've listened to hundreds of people on webinars, and I've watched them in person as Gina introduces herself and and talks about that. And uh, the world believes that we can do that. It's not just me and whether I think, or you or whether you think, but there are more and more people who go, yeah, that's really what we ought to be thinking about. And it's not too audacious, I think. Yeah, it took me
1: a long time to get to that point, you know. I started out simple, you know. I have... You know, (laughs) I used to get up at my events, Jack, and I used to say, I'm the only person here that actually likes every single one of you. (laughs) And here's the secret to liking everybody. It's, uh, It's something that most people don't expect. It's called low expectations. You know, because I know that I had many, 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 many wonderful support systems throughout my entire life. I mean, I had parents that loved me. I got an education. I lived in a uh, country that was free. I lived in communities that were full of supporting mentors and people and friends that helped me along the way. And yet I know how hard it was for me from time to time. It still is occasionally when I want to accomplish something or when I think that, you know, nobody's listening. And, uh, you know, I, I say, you know, what am I doing this for when it all comes back? and and you feel for a moment that you're all alone in the world and i know how hard it is for me from time to time and i can't even begin to imagine how hard it is for some people you know i have friends uh you know right now that are 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 fighting things like parkinson's disease or they they've just experienced the death you know on on average every single event that i ever have um, you know, on any one given weekend out of the year, a, a good 10 to 20 percent of the people there can't be there, attending to intending to be there can't be there because of something major that happened in their life. And yeah. I think about all the things that people go through, and the people who are diagnosed with cancer, and, and so many things in the world, right? And then I realize that that those things impact all of us, and it's amazing. That people, out of the goodness and spirit of their hearts, will will go out of their way to help other people. Not only go out of their way, but many times at great cost to themselves will be champions for other people, that will lift other people up, and that will do amazing things. That just continually amazes me every single day. So I don't have the power to judge other people. I'm going to leave that to God or whatever you believe in or whatever whoever wants to judge people, you know, go for it if you can figure it out and you you can you can really make those determinations, you know, that's for you, it's not for me. Uh for me, um I'm just amazed every single day that um that you people are out there and you're doing good things for other people and you're lifting them up and that changes the world that impacts people in ways that you can't even possibly imagine and i believe it will impact the entire world if we use the art science and technology that we have at our disposal to really leverage the impact that we do have so that's what i want to do with the impact factor movie that's what i want to do you know working together with you and the social media team i hope more and more people will get involved in that and and do exciting things, because it's a lot of fun so far, and I know it's it's just starting.
2: How can people get into uh, – t- how can they learn more? How can they help out and see what you're doing? I think it's just a marvel for people at first, just go see this thing in action, because it's kind of crazy how people can get into <laughs> uh, a movement like this. But I know that also by just doing so, it's going to pull a lot more people in. They were going to find a little home here. In this movement that you've you've just begun, and it's already picking up so much steam. So how how can people get involved? Well,
1: the easiest way to get to be uh, be involved, if you want to join our secret Facebook group, it's not a public group, but you can get in really easily. All you need to do is go to the uh, sorry, go to impactfactormovie.com forward slash social media team. That's impactfactormovie.com forward slash social media team. And we've got a, a form there where where people can sign up and get notifications about that. And we'll give you all the instructions of how you join our our secret Facebook group. And be part of a, an amazing group of people, including people like Gina and Jack and uh, and Ross and all of the people uh, from your wonderful team, David, uh, are all in there doing amazing things and, and being so supportive with uh, everything we do. And uh, it's a lot of fun. You know, get involved. Uh,
2: do some good stuff. Awesome. Ken, thanks so much for taking the time to be with us today. I know you're massively busy dude, but uh, uh, really, really appreciate it. I know everybody listening today does too. Thank you so much. Thank you so
1: much, Jack. You're you're a wonder, and uh, thanks so much for doing all the good stuff that you're doing these days. And it's a pleasure, you know, to be able to spend an hour with you and and all of your listeners, and and thanks so much for everything you do.
2: All right, everybody, that was Traffic Masters for this week. Uh, Join us next week, and we're going to have another just incredible guest. They just keep rolling in. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and tell everybody you know about Traffic Masters on Blog Talk Radio. We'll
1: see you next week. Join us Tuesday at noon Eastern for the next episode of Traffic Masters. From traffic to conversion to business success.